it's so easy for any of us to be a big fish in a small pond. And a lot of times, you know, God wants to challenge us to get out of that thinking and, and, and let someone help develop you. Hey, everybody. This is Troy Mangum. Welcome to the Kindling Fire. Did you know your life is a message that God is wanting to communicate to the world? Every episode, I get to interview friends of mine, people that I think are awesome, whose life is communicating a message that needs to get out to the world. Thank you for joining. So I'm so glad to have you on uh, the podcast. And um, so for those, for those that don't know who I have, uh, the honor of having uh, Pastor Ron Lewis on. He is the uh, senior minister of Kings Park International Church in Durham, North Carolina. He is also the senior minister of Every Nation's New York in New York City. Uh, and uh, he's also, also an author. Uh, he has um, uh, started uh, something in, in Asia where it's, it's trained up to a million leaders. And we can hear more about that. And he's also a friend of the African Children's Choir and helping them out. And, uh, and when they are uh, in the U.S. So it's really an honor to have you on the show. Appreciate it. Good to see you again. <laughs> I know. God so, bless you, man. I have known you for um, a long time. Wow. Uh, when, I went to, when I went to this church, it was in 2000. Oh, wow. So it's been, it's Before been, 9-11. That's right. Amazing. That's right. And so uh, I, have a, I have a unique, uh, maybe not so unique, but I've had... I've watched sort of the fruit of a lot of the things that you've done, mm. and that's why I wanted to talk to you, and I kind of want to talk to you about empowering leadership, because I think that's what I've seen in your life, among mm. other things, is you're a very empowering mm. person. Mm. And, um, and one of the things that I've seen from, from then till now, and, I, and there's been some gaps. I live across town, so I go to a, another church now, but I've seen the fruit of churches planted in Scotland, Churches planted in Boston, obviously churches planted in New York, and that that now being you know handed over, um, churches planted in Seattle, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, others. <laughs> so yeah. maybe you can, and that's the only one I've seen. So is there others that you feel like you've been oh, well, come through these doors uh, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's an interesting position to be in to be a, a, a pastor. It's uh, uh, being called to be a pastor is. It's nothing like what I would have ever expected. You know, you yeah. picture a man with a robe on and he's doing a funeral or a wedding, uh, you know, or he does the Sunday morning 11 to 12 deal. And it's, it's, for me, it's been nothing like that. It's just been like ha- having the privilege of having a box seat and you get the privilege of observing life at so many different levels, so many different people, so many different circumstances. And having the ability to cheer for people, watch them, uh, in some cases oversee them, in some situations undergird them, but just help people to flourish and do what God's called them to do. And yeah. it's just the principle of, of you give your life to others and God will take care of you. Just that principle, give yourself away and watch what God will do back for you. And it's been a great priv- privilege. So being a pastor has get, afforded me the opportunity to, as you said, empower a lot of people who now are pastors and missionaries and uh, missiologists and of course the doctors lawyers attorneys um, uh, brokers bankers uh, ceos major politicians athletes 
Uh, so you, you have the privilege of working with people at a number of levels and just yeah. working to get them going and moving forward in life. So it's been a great honor. Yeah. So I so I work I kind of you know work in in the corporate world and I've seen a lot of kinds of leaders. I've seen the leaders that amass power and kind of um, and really discourage uh, that independence. And I've seen leaders that have empowered others mm-hmm. and and really start to kind of let go of the reins, let go of trust, let mistakes happen. Uh, and but all with a watchful eye and with an intent of um, them kind of going on and contributing more. Yeah. Right. And so can you so that's just in what I right. my limited visibility in the in the corporate world. What I mean, do you does that resonate in the church world? Oh, it definitely <laughs> it definitely does, Troy. And, uh, you know, it's it really is a, as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, that's where it all began for me. I was 18 years old and I was reading. Uh, I was I grew up in a secular Jewish family, so yeah. I really didn't have any reference to Christ, Christianity, or otherwise. The only time I ever heard Jesus' name mentioned in my family is if somebody stubbed their toe, yeah. and then it was Jesus Christ, and, <laughs> yeah. and I never understood why we didn't holler out uh, Buddha or, or Aristotle <laughs> or Katy Perry or whatever. It was always Jesus Christ, and you know, and and as I began to read the Bible that someone had given me, I began to read it. Uh, discovered that Jesus was uh, was indeed the Son of God, that Jesus laid his life down and yeah. gave his life away. And as, you, as I began to get to know Jesus and read about him in, the, in Scripture, you see that he had one style of leadership and only one, and that was servant leadership. And he said the greatest are those who don't take the lead places or whatever, but those who serve and give their their life to others. And so that was, became just a, a no-brainer. It's like, okay, I'm not here for me. I'm here for others. And my job is to help others succeed and others excel. And what that means as a leader is that you're going you're gonna to see and recognize talent and things and others that maybe they can't even see about themselves. Then after seeing it, your job is to pull it out and then to develop it and give them opportunity. And that's what Jesus did. He took those 12 guys around him, and none of them were out of great stock, if you will. I mean, they had a tax collector. Then they had uh, fishermen. I mean, it was just a motley crew. And, 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 And our Lord took those 12, called them forth, developed them, pulled out greatness out of them, and they became the pillar foundations of the apostles on top of the prophets of the Old Covenant, and they changed the world. So why can't we? We just take what the Lord... Yeah. Yeah. So the the immediate question I have is about, do you feel like that is a more impactful approach, meaning that uh, the kind of um, multiplying approach, like... Let me, let me ask another way. Do you feel like God has done more through your life than you expected him to be able to do? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I didn't... Um, I never saw um, any of this in my life. Um, yeah. Number one, I, it, to be even to, to be a minister, and, and granted, there are probably those who are listening to this podcast that they don't have this position, but that doesn't... Uh, that doesn't do away with the reality that we're all called to be ministers yeah. in our in our field. You're in the you're in the business corporate yeah. world. Um, others are in different worlds. I, I was just with a a political leader the other day who, after so many years of winning so many elections and what have you, he said, you know, it's time for me to do something for God. And he said, what do you think we can do? And so I just said, why don't we just start a Bible study? 
And he said, great. So he started a Bible study and he's going to give his influence to build up others through the word of God. And the Bible can build up people. That's what the Bible does. The Bible builds up and yeah. certainly tears down things that don't belong in our lives. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think it's for me, it's worked great for me to answer your question. That's what's worked for me because it's the path that God put me on and called me to. And I've tried to be faithful to that ministry that he's called me to. Yeah, yeah. So do you have, um, do you feel like you've got um, sort of a, 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 you laid out sort of an approach earlier, but sort of a, a philosophy or a, a, like, when do you know, like, does the Lord just say, hey, highlight this person, you need to walk with this person? How definitely. does that look? I, I mean, mean, it definitely, that's definitely the beginning of it. So you, you, yeah. you, as a leader, we can, we can, we sort of have the advantage of seeing seeing things that maybe others can't see about themselves. Yeah. So you mentioned um, Perry uh, before we yeah. before we turned this on. Yeah. Uh, so Perry was a young man. I think he was a freshman or sophomore in college, and I heard him on a radio station uh, giving an interview about his life story. And the minute I heard him uh, through this broadcast, um, I felt a burden to pray for him. And, and I carried that burden to pray for him. And then he showed up in my church in our old building down the highway yeah. here. And I met him, and, I, and I, it was as if I already knew him. Mm-hmm. And so that started that relationship. And yeah. then I mentored him a little bit, spent time with him, yeah. uh, gave him what I could. And most importantly, as he grew a little bit older, gave him opportunities. Yeah. And and now he's this great church planner and pastor and preacher and, and yeah. leader. So that that's just one of the guys that you know and you mentioned him. Yeah. But yeah. So I think that that is part of what we do and uh, empowering. Really, God ultimately God empowers, but yeah. it's our job to co-work with God. That we we function with God. Yeah. And when we see these things, then we're responsible to do something about it. So what, is, what about the situation where you hand off or give opportunity to folks and maybe they don't, quote, execute as well as you might oh, yeah. have hoped or maybe as oh, well yeah. as you would have done? Or, right. So how do you walk through that? You know, I think, let me, let me, let me answer this way. And uh, there's, this, there's this guy who he played hockey for the Carolina Hurricanes and, and uh, he was coming to church and he said to me, he said, um, uh, I, I really want you to invest in my life. And I said, well, let me give that some, some thought. And so, so I, I went back to him, we sat down and we were having a sandwich somewhere. And, 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 and I said, okay, there are three things, three levels that I can invest in your life. Number one, I can be a passive mentor for you. I mean, anything good in me that you see, you can, you can have, you can ask about, I can, you can certainly listen to my, messages right. uh, you can yeah. go, come to church that secondly i said um we we could we could ramp this up to from passive to something a little bit more active and i can be available for you to pastor you so now the third level why don't we just call that discipleship and that means that i'm going to be in your life asking you the tough questions yeah. on a regular basis how's your marriage how's your thought life um, how's your family yeah. How's your time with God? I'm going to ask you questions like that on a regular basis. Now, you tell me of those three levels, and I can fill in and invest in you at any of those levels, and I, you can't offend me. Where do you want to be? And you know what he chose. He said, I want, I said, let's go all the way. I want 
you to invest in me and ask the tough questions. I want, and, and it was interesting because he had two things going for him. He, had, he was w- super well-disciplined in his life. Mm-hmm. What he ate, how he worked out, yeah, well, how you he don't, slept. You don't play for the Canes unless you right. have, I have right. a son well, that plays yeah. ice hockey. Of course, it's funny. <laughs> that is Hard it's work. so funny, Troy. He tells he told me occasionally about some of the guys who smoke cigarettes as as, nice. as megastar athletes. I'm wondering how in the world that must be a, a serious <laughs> genetic advantage that that person has. Yeah. So, but yeah, but he's disciplined, but he also had a pure heart, and he just wanted God in his life. Mm. So that guy today, he's, he he retired from playing hockey after the hurricanes. He went to the fires, and he retired from hockey. And he's now our key pastor in New York City. So he he answered the call on his life, and he was willing to let God and others tweak him and help yeah. make him great. And he's great now. He's a great pastor. He's a great church planner, and he's the chaplain of the New York Jets. So you know, when people open up at that level, it's it really is your ability to to go in and and go and go for it, and and actually do what the scripture says. I mean, uh, the scripture tells us that our primary tool. In, in mentoring people is the Word of God. It says that all Scripture is inspired by God. It's profitable for teaching, reproof, and that's something that not everyone wants. The no. passive mentoring people, they don't want to be reproved or corrected. I would say guys particularly yeah. right. <laughs> are not necessarily interested in you you know, calling right. out stuff and be like, what the heck? Right. And, and it's, yeah, I was just yesterday with um, our pastor Reggie here. He, wor- he works with me and He's our he's our um, senior associate pastor, and he's got a bright future ahead of him here at Kings Park. And and I just said, you know, Reggie, there's a lot of guys that I get around, and um, they don't want input. They they're too insecure for that. It 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 challenges them. It troubles them. I said, but you have so impressed me. And I said this in front of others. I said, you're always asking for. Uh, uh, tips or instruction or even correction. You're always wanting to do better mm-hmm. in your speaking, in your leading, in your presentation. I said, it's so honoring that you don't ever get offended by that. I mean, he's actually, I think, more secure than I am in that <laughs> regard. You know, you reach a certain place in, in, in your, 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 your age that you, you yeah. that getting corrected is actually a, a privilege and you, you want to be told what, what yeah. how to improve and how to get better. And uh, of course, our kids are always masters, masterful at telling us that. And <laughs> yes, by the way, they are. <laughs> you didn't mention, but you know, in my bio, um, the, the the greatest thing in my life is having these four grown sons. One of them is with the Lord. Uh, uh, they're all married. The, my three sons are, are married. Uh, I have two grandchildren, and my wife Lynette. She's awesome. I mean, my just rock star wife, and she. She led me down a path of really having a desire to adopt girls, and God gave us twin girls. So they're three years old. So after yeah. 20 years of, of uh, having a son, and, and he's yeah. now graduated from college, but um, we have this 20-year gap, and then God brought us these newborns who yeah. we, whom we adopted on Christmas morning three years ago. So that's just, that's just been awesome. And that, that, and let me, let me, let me just say that is that uh, Charisma Magazine picked up that story. Yeah. Showed, it, you know, was prime story for their Christmas edition. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's, that story is an incredible. You know, and you talk about story. family, or you talk about anything to do with leadership development, yeah. leadership empowerment, it all begins in your life and then secondly in your family. 
and that's where that's where you either have it going or you don't. And I yeah. see my failures so often when I get impatient with these girls or, you know, or they don't give me any sleep. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. You know, and, and, and I don't want to be too hard on myself because we all we all fall short. But th- that's where the, the ultimate wins are made. And yeah. to have a family and we all love each other and my sons are doing great and and they're living great lives. It, it really is the most, the most single most rewarding thing, even far more than, than ministry blessings and playing yeah. a lot of churches and that kind of stuff. It's such a great thing. Yeah, yeah. I know so, you feel the same way. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The, uh, I, I interrupt you while you're reading that scripture, though, but do you, do you want to finish that? <laughs> well, it, I think it's important to underscore this reality, and if, if, yeah. if serious leaders, Christian leaders, if... If, if all they hear is this, is that God has given you everything you need in the Bible and through His Spirit who lives in you to reproduce yourself many times over in many different ways, in your mm-hmm. family, in your workplace, in mm-hmm. those who come around you. And then you begin to think about our responsibility to the orphans, the disadvantaged, the disenfranchised, the outsiders, that God would have us to retrieve and go after as well. And that's been a great privilege of mine to not always on a personal level be able to bring in people into my home, et cetera, which I have, but to build programs and ministry areas where you can really do something for the next generation, in particular those who have been down and out, so to speak, and help them to know that through Christ you can be a winner and you can succeed and you can have a victorious life, and you can mm-hmm. pass that on to the environment that you came from. You're talking about a rich life. Totally. It, 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 it's totally. more blessed to be to give than to receive, and, and, and you're talking about a, a wealth of life and a wealth that's not just money or, or fame. You're Absolutely. talking about a, a wealth that's far deeper than that. Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's true. It's the greatest joy. To, to get, yeah, as one of the epistles of John says, there's no greater joy than to see your children, spiritual and natural, walking in the truth mm-hmm. and to passing, to pa- generationally pass on a blessing. Yeah. It's great because you and I have uh, our, our families and yeah. our sons and daughters who will outlive us. Yeah. They'll go beyond us by God's grace. Uh, they'll yeah. do great things. and. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this uh, amazing thing where my son, um, Nathan, who is a pastor in Scotland, yeah. and he, he moved to New York City, and we're, we're able to work together there. And, and that's, that's a first where, you know, one of my family members were actually working together, one of my sons. And yeah. so that's just been a great joy. And, and uh, I see greatness in him that is way beyond uh, what he got from me or from my mm. family. Uh, and I see resilience, and I see a lot of good traits, and it just makes me happy. It's joyful. It's fulfilling. The, the thing that uh, um, I've said before about being a dad and about being a father is that, you know, God's heart for us and God's heart for anybody that has that kind of father, uh, mm-hmm. carries that father with your own natural children or for others is they're going to be bigger, stronger, better, faster, more anointed, blessed more, <laughs> And that is the, the generous heart of God towards us. And it's the heart that He wants to have, that we are to have, not only for our own children, but for those that God would have us influence. Absolutely. I mean, it just, and, and there's, and it's oxymoronous, right? It's just like, well, no, it's about, you know, will, will that make me look bad or make me look less? And it's like, no, 
you're gonna you're gonna tap into a joy that you know while you're focused on yourself you're never gonna get so yeah absolutely so, so let me so I, I think uh, uh, we're uh, about just on the practical level are there steps that you think if there's somebody out here that's that's a leader and they maybe have misstepped or they've been insecure and they've kind of been more amassing power instead of giving it away is there practical steps that you can give to them saying if you're wanting to you know to be empowering leader here's some things to kind of moving away from more traditional models I would say well, leadership yeah I think um, I mean, if you if you number one, um, you need to follow a good leader yourself. I mean, you're, yeah, you're good, all, you can't advice. really lead except unless you're a follower. And getting around leaders who can help develop you. Yeah. Um, so, and a lot of times that's it's a good church or a good group. Um, yeah. And something that can it, it it it's so easy for any of us to be a big fish in a small pond. And a lot of times, you know, God wants to challenge us to get out of that thinking and 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 let someone help develop you. And I've mm-hmm. been so blessed by so many mentors and leaders. I've had active mentors in my life. I've had passive mentors. I've had pastors. I've had you know the full gamut. Counselors. I went yeah. to therapists a couple, two or three times. Yeah, yeah, in me my too. journey. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Me too. <laughs> you know, and all those things are helpful. And and. I mean, it's so interesting. You have seasons where God is building into you intellectually, other seasons where He's building into you more of your lifestyle, your habits, mm-hmm. and other seasons where He's building into you more emotionally, where you're you're having to catch up in your emotional intelligence. And um, I think I find that helping people where they are and what they need is a, a real act of love versus like mm-hmm. like for for example as a as a business leader or a pastor of a church, uh, a lot of times you have needs that you want to fill. But sometimes you're trying to get someone to fill that need because you need it, but that's not what they need. They need something else. They don't just need to be in a program. They need personal attention and personal empowerment and hmm. a touch that only God can give. And if we yeah. give the right words to some people, it's going to change their life. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I do on an everyday basis, and mm. uh, um, and that is every day of my life, I ask God to use me with one person at least that in a very significant or special way, they are going to get blessed through my life. Now, that could come through an unexpected. In my prayer time, I'm getting an impression about someone in Topeka, Kansas. I just made that up. I don't even know anyone <laughs> in Topeka. But you might get an impression and you shoot them a text, and it's a game changer. Yeah, and that that happens, I think, through me on a on a consistent basis because I'm looking for it. Yeah, God, who in this world today needs something from me? It's also uh, one time I filled up this lady's uh, car with gas, and she she was so like awed by that. It was just I mean, it's just a stranger at a gas station, right. and I could tell that that she needed a little help and. And and I just said, please, just fill it all the way up. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go inside and pay for this for you. And 
And she was so excited. She ran, she literally, I didn't know she was a Christian, but she yeah. literally ran around the gas station. She ran a lap around the pumps, shouting <laughs> praises to Jesus. <laughs> I love that story. I mean, That's I a mean, great story. I mean, you know, I mean, that, that to me, I would have paid uh, hundreds of dollars just to have that story. Well, for $30, I got that story and it's now mine for the rest of my life. And, you know, so the list goes on. So every day I'm looking and it could be a small thing. It could be a big thing. It could be present, uh, presenting the gospel to someone, which is right. the ultimate gift, right, right? That, that Christ gave his life so that we could have eternal life. And he paid the price for us. He pleased the Father. He took our place. And the gospel is really the driving force behind this entire discussion. If it wasn't for the gospel, I'd, yeah. be, a, I'd be a selfish, narcissistic, drunk, uh, sex addict, and a lot of other things. But because of Christ, my yeah. life has been changed. My name is written in the book of life, and His Holy Spirit lives in me to give that gospel and His life and His vitality away to the world. So Yeah, and that impacts every part of everywhere. Everything. Know, emotion, financially, the, the, the family, you know, you name it, physically. God will touch you and radically transform you. No he doubt will. about it. That's right. That's right. And, and, and all it takes is just an open heart uh, to, and, and looking to God. Jesus said, ask and it'll be given to you, seek and you'll find, knock, and the door will be open. And that's, that's yeah. an interesting. Those three words, ask, seek, and knock, are the Greek word is in an ongoing. It's, it's not just a, a one time. It's an ongoing word. Keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. Yeah. So that's one of the things. And, and, and you look at this world of seven and a half billion people out there. How many people are in need today? What do you think? Like 7.4 billion? <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Maybe there's it's just true. a few that aren't. And so it's pretty easy to find people. And not just as a pastor, but in your workplace, yeah. in your apartment complex, in yeah. your home, in your country club, wherever, whatever sphere of life, there are people in need. And they don't just need your money thrown at them. And that's yeah. a big mistake. Sometimes giving money like that can hurt. But they need help. They need love. They need attention. They need, yeah. they need physical presence. And they need spiritual vitality. So it takes faith to do what you're talking about, right? Because you get the what about me, where if I do this, what will happen? Well, well, sure. I mean, and, yeah. And so, Sometimes uh, it takes time. Yeah. Sometimes money. It, it, the gospel is costly. Yeah. But the reward is far, it's a total eclipse of the cost. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's been my experience too. So, well, look, um, thank you so much for spending some time talking about this. Is there, if there's another final thing you might want to say to anybody that's out there that, that feels like they've got, um, you know, leadership and, and or a call of God on them, you know, what would you, what would you say to them? It'd be a good... I think uh, people just, just uh, bloom where you're planted. Mm. Uh, you, I mean, that's a common phrase. It, it kind of comes out of Psalm 92 about um, planted in the house of the Lord, you'll flourish. Yeah. So just... Look for opportunities around you. They're around you. You just have to look and see them. Sometimes we get so stuck on our predicament, our situation. Yeah. We, you know, we can fall prey to which I have, but I think we all have before. You know, fall prey to self pity. But if we just look for the opportunities around us, sometimes it's training opportunities. Sometimes it's an opportunity to get involved in someone else's life. Yeah. We have this. Uh, Learning Center, uh, Life Center, down um, just a few miles from here in Durham. 
in a, um, a government-sponsored, you know, housing community. Yeah. And it is a great, great privilege for us to go and read to students, uh, young students, and they don't have a family structure that's going to be able to support them. So that's where the church can be a great arms and legs and feet yeah. and most of all heart. Yeah. And if kids who lack opportunity get opportunity, they flourish every time. And so we have what it takes to make a difference. Yeah. Just look around, recognize the opportunity, and if you see the need, take the lead. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Pastor Ron. Always good to see you, my friend. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hey, we're just getting started out, so any help you can provide to share it with your friends would be great. Uh, we just kicked off a Facebook page, uh, the Kindling Fire podcast. And uh, just any episodes that you like, uh, share it with your friends. And um, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can reach us at thekindlingfire at gmail.com. Uh, or if you'd like any more information about myself or some of the things that I write, you can go to troyandkathy.com.